welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. With my friend Ryan Davis. Uh, hi, Ryan. We're like the first gay couple of conspiracy theories. I think it's beautiful, man. Their partner. <laughs> it's a mystical, deep, dark realm. Crazy shit. Wake up, Aaron. There's reptile people everywhere. Hey, man, what's hey, the truth there, dog? Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? That. And welcome to another episode of Tinfoil Hats. I am Sam Trivoli. Joining me, as always, my partner in crime, Ryan Davis. I'm a bumbleway. Yes. Ryan, we have a very, very exciting episode for everybody. So uh, let's get in the let's handle a little business. Guys, super exciting to announce there are Tinfoil Hat t-shirts available. They have now. We've actually had them going. Yes, that's right. Tinfoil hat t-shirts. Aaron, we brought you your own t-shirt. Look at that. Bam. Look at that. And on the back it says, now you'll see them too. That is Aaron questioning everything, refusing to drink from the fountain of knowledge, and upsetting a tiny little girl on our intro. So those are available. Where do you go to get those, Sam? Great question, everybody. Great question. It's real simple. You go to, where are they real quick? Here we go. Where is this thing? All Comedy Tees right here, right? It goes all comedy t-shirts and we have dot com. Dot com. And we have now, we have the uh, the logo one. Okay, let me see if we can do this. This thing seems, there it is. We got the logo. You got the tinfoil hat logo, the mother of all truth bombs. And on the back it says, now you'll see them too. And then the other one is, which I'm super excited about, if I can figure out how to manage this whole thing, is, um, how do you get to the other one? The other one is uh, one of my favorites. I got, okay, let's do this. No, anyways, the other one is uh, Smoke Weed, Eat Pussy, Hail Satan. That one is available as well. So uh, you can get both those t-shirts. Come on, Aaron! I fully support that. You smoking <laughs> weed and worshiping Satan? Is that what you're into? As as described on last week's episode, sure. Yeah, why not? Okay, so and we also have you guys got to get on our you our uh, Twitter page. Go to uh, go to Tinfoil Hat Podcast. Put that in, or it's at the handle is at Mad Hatters Thirty Niners. Check that out too. That is. Uh, awesome. And Reddit, guys, get on Reddit. Get on the Reddit. Do the Reddit. The kids are all doing the Reddits. Where is it? It's Tim- Tinfoil Hat Show. Tinfoil Hat Show. And you can also find another one at Tinfoil Hat Pod. Yeah, so either one of those. Join the madness. And we're on Instagram now, too. Tinfoil Hat Pod. Look at that. Aaron is in charge of that. And guys, here it is. This is the Reddit. Tinfoil Hat uh, show check that out on Reddit and guys I've never you go- been on Reddit I will not be reading any of that so. why just why do you hate Reddit Aaron you're just you're, you're really close-minded you Puritan <laughs> it's really upsetting us why am I a Puritan just you know what I want to do I just want to I just want to throw I want us to grab Aaron and throw him in to the, the the fountain of knowledge the way you do with fat kids at a pool 
That's what I want to do. Just force, learn to swim, man. Get into this. And uh, thank you guys for one of our best weeks ever. Again, I don't know how to get back to that shirt. That really upsets me. Click the X. Click yeah, so the, much positive feedback from last week's episode. Not a single negative comment in the YouTube. <laughs> Not a single negative comment on the iTunes. Nothing but five stars. So thank you guys for doing that. Look at that, Aaron. Huh? Maybe I'll get you one of those shirts. Wear it around your lady. Let her know you're down the rock. Smoke some weed. Eat some pussy. Hail Satan, everybody. Definitely down for two of those. Definitely down for two of those. Um, we'll let you pick the two. Guys, a lot of great shit's going on. Uh, thank you. So let's get into this. And uh, I haven't done my dates out of the gate because this next gentleman is uh, joining me. We have a fun week in Toronto coming up. One of my favorite places to gig. Joining me out there. Uh, he's got a great podcast called Let There Be Talk. Uh, and he's just killing it. He's one of the hardest working men in comedy. My good friend, Dean Del Rey. What's happening, man? What's hey, this thing? Candles lit here. This is a gig for you, man. A gig? A gift. gift. I don't trust that. Really? Why? Not with that pool. Fuck that. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Come on, we You'll wouldn't like do it. that. Do we get gifts or guests? Uh, Open up your gift, man. Why? You won't even trust us? What do you think there's in there? All right. Hell yeah, man. That is great. See, dude? That is fucking this going to Toronto with me. Yeah, dude. Oh, you fucking did Explain me right. Explain what you got him. Wait, for, tell them, for those listening at home, what you got there. I got, uh, well, these uh, vegan protein bars called No Cow Bar. And I've been telling everybody about them for like a year. And these saved me uh, from fucking just being diabetes fucking, you know, death man. Because what, basically what happens is late night doing comedy, yeah. you're like, ah, fuck, I'm kind of hungry. And you spin over to the fucking comedy store kitchen and eat some sliders or shit. All the time. All the time. And then you go, why did I fucking do that? And it just takes, you know. Or, or just anything, late night, burgers, or anything. So this saves me. I eat one of these, and I feel fucking great. And uh, they're vegan, man. They're good. And, you know, one gram of sugar. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that's the gifts of yeah. coming to on the wow. show. Wow. Fuck yeah. So we're going to be in Toronto. We're there uh, Wednesday through uh, Saturday. Saturday night. Yep. Great gig. Toronto. It's the No Refunds Comedy Festival. Don't know how I feel about that name. Yeah. But yeah. it's me, you, Red Band, and we're at the Comedy Corner, and then we're at the Weed Bar. Which underground. Is yeah, the underground. underground. Yeah, and then we'll also be at Aft uh, Barbecue Place, which is absolute. You eat barbecue? I eat barbecue. Oh, fuck these guys. You know what I always say? You know, something you never hear is, you know where you, know where you get great barbecue? Toronto. That's something you never hear. Yeah. But that's fucking real. Toronto's the one of the best cities you'll ever go to. These two hipster guys have figured out how to barbecue under computers. And, uh, you know, they got like conveyor belt with a smoker that drops uh, pellets in and then wood. And uh, so I can't stand every time people go, oh, you got to try this brisket. It's the best brisket ever. And it's just dry fucking cardboard. You know, always, always oh, the best brisket ever. Everybody says that. But these guys fucking murder. And that, what's the name of the place again? Aft. A-F-T. And uh, Aft Barbecue. And it's like a bar and uh, a restaurant. It's awesome. killer. Tomorrow night, also I forgot to announce, is Comedy Chaos at the Comedy Store. Tickets are going very quickly. It's Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo, Del Steve Ray. O, Anthony Jeselnik, uh, Morgan Murphy, and Ian Bag, all live, killing it. 
Get your tickets now. It's $20 at thecomedystore.com. So let's get into this. Uh, you're a rocker. You've been rocking forever. You've transitioned from uh, playing music in rock bands to stand-up comedy. Yep. Uh, well, how'd you get into co- uh, rock? Oh, fuck. Because I, uh, I couldn't do comedy at, like, you know, at, like, 12. Did you want to be a comedian first, and then you got in the rock, then you finally said, fuck it, I'm going to do comedy? Well, they were both the same to me. That's the 70s, so, you know, John Belushi was a rock star to me. Yeah. At the same time that Bon Scott was or Robert Plant, they, they, there, was no, uh, there was no lines in the sand. They were just the same people. So I never thought of it as like, uh, different yeah, arts. not at all. I was like Saturday Night Live guy, you know, I'm 51, so I watched the f- first seasons and stuff, you know. Uh, but, you know, Kiss came around and there was no kid, kids back then weren't doing comedy. You know what I mean? Now you got comedy camps, yeah. YouTubes, and, yes. and Vine fucking stuff. Well, look at Tiffany Haddish. She was a comedy camp yep, person. Exactly. She's just blown up. And that's been a, like, a, like dude, roughly a 25, 26-year journey. Same with uh, Melissa Villasenor. She went to the comedy camp. You know, and if there was a comedy camp when I was growing up, I would I would have went to that because. So you, so you loved comedy early. You got into rock, and then we're in San Francisco, right? Yeah, yeah, Bay Area. Uh, you know, uh, I was a Bay Area guy, and I was just straight up rocking for like twenty five years. I used to have. I used to. I started Vegas, and the rock scene, the comedy scene. We worked a lot together because. We couldn't get. We weren't allowed to work in the 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 clubs in Vegas at the time. There were three of them. They wouldn't hire locals. They would just get guys out of L.A. So we had to find stage time. So I would go and do rock shows. I yeah. would go while they were setting up new bands. They'd let me do stage time, and that's super hard. Yeah, super hard. But it like it really. I, I was able to do comedy in like Vietnam, right? So yeah. uh, we would work with these great bands, and they would always say, "Man, it's like, how do you do it, man? How do you do it alone?" I always thought like, you know, comedians in a weird way are like rock stars who could never sing. Yeah. Like we just had to find a way to get on stage, and you always see rock stars kind of want to be comedians too. And That's how my podcast solo started. Oh, really? I mean, I I figured, well, I can interview all my rock star buddies and ask them if they ever wanted to be a comic. You know what I mean? That's how, that, that was the idea of it. At the end, I ask him that. You know, of course, we go through their lives, and then I go, hey, did you ever want to do comedy? Uh, you know, because when you're on the tour bus, man, uh, it gets fucking boring. And you, you get guys, uh, you got the classic joker, the, you're the one you're like, just shut the fuck up. You got the awesome, speedy, dry guy that can rip on everyone like this fucking tour guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you got the pranker, the one that's fucking, you know, putting shit in your uh, chili and, you know, lighting fucking M80s under your door and poking holes in your condoms, that kind of shit. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so there's Oh, you're fucking uh, pranked uh, on you. You have a kid for 18. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like there's all different kinds of uh, comedy going on on the road. You know, even, I guarantee, even with the uh, the most serious bands like, say, Wilco or uh, Radiohead, I guarantee there's dudes in Radiohead fucking that are crazy funny and doing shit to each other yeah you know? yeah but they'll be art i see them as alt comics though they'd be alty well yeah well that's your alt hate i, yeah. I understand where that comes from <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> sam's always got to poke the alt guy yeah yeah i like it both you know what i mean some of my favorite comics are alt guys you know oh Brent, i just Brent well Weinbach. i mean for me yeah but i see him as a regular comedian right well well i see that as a um 
it's the same thing back in high school. You know what I mean? Like I had long hair, and I would always hear these, you know, girls that were into the Cure, these goth girls, and they'd be like, "Oh, he's a rocker." You know what I mean? And it's just like so weird, you're just gonna right? judge someone from their look or whatever without even going through my record collection. And also, that's an industry thing where, uh, like, grunge and hair metal and acid rock and psychedelic rock. It's like people need some kind of teams, which I don't get it. To me, it's just all fucking art. Well, How about know, it's just art? What's very interesting is like I feel like hair metal fell in the 90s yeah. where no matter how hard they rocked, nobody gave a shit because they were looking for grunge. You know, Ugh. like last night you were at the comedy store and we'll get into our, 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 uh, our discussion. But last night at the comedy store yeah. was just fucking fire. Right. And I was like, dude, this is murder fest. And, I'm, and sometimes you're like, does it even matter anymore? Because they just want these bisexual, biracial fucking kids to do comedy. You know, and now I know how like these guys felt like towards when, when grunge came in and they were probably putting out this amazing shit. No one's like, oh, you're not wearing a flannel. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's different in comedy because every 15 minutes at the store, we got a different style completely. And, and the people seem to like it all. And they give a shit, you know? It's like, uh, you know, you're just hunting and you're just sniping a couple fans at a time. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not going to be the entire room, but two guys followed you on Instagram that night. That's two more in your army. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it takes a long time, but eventually, you know, like, like Burr, you know, 20 years. That didn't, you know, all those guys, 20, 25 years. I know you've been doing it forever, but me, like, I've only been doing it seven and a half years. So I, I, I got to sit back for a minute and go, I can't compare myself. Right. Not comedy wise, but yeah. draw wise. Yeah. With 25 year guys. Right, right. Where with Rock, it's the opposite. The new guy is the hot shit. And the other stuff is like, you know, like a 25 year band, unless you're the dead or fish or, or fucking Pearl Jam or whatever with long ACDC. Most of the people are like too old to go see shit. They're like, yeah, yeah I don't leave the house. Yeah. But it's the opposite with comedy. You know I, I, mean? I, I like a mixed bag of comedy, though, too. But let's get into our, our thing. We want to have you on because, uh, you know, you're one of our favorites. And uh, we were thinking, like, what could we bring Dean on to talk about? And we wanted to talk about the occult and rock. We've done a, we did a show earlier about the devil and uh, rap. So we want to go into the occult and, uh, you know, its influence on metal. And, like, metal and rock and all that stuff. And we want to start off with, like, Jim Morrison and like Jim Morrison's a very interesting story because you know sometimes in our uh, in in entertainment there's always a story going on be uh, why this guy hit or what 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 happened in their background that kind of pushed them into entertainment and why Jim Morrison has a very interesting story because his dad was Admiral George S Morrison he was commander of the U.S. Naval Forces. And he was in the Gulf of Tonka. Do you know what yeah, that is? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he was basically this. He was a badass. He was a badass. But there's also something that went on with this. This Battle of the Tonka became a false flag, which they talked about this later. There's a false flag involved. Here, it's up there, right there. Nope, that's him as a kid. Yeah. yeah and okay. basically, uh, they used this false flag to draw America in to the Vietnam War. Right. And yeah, he's the reason the Vietnam War is kicked off. Yeah, 100. Right? It's all fake stuff. And there's also, and and this will be an episode for another day. But you know, the the uh, studio in which Jim Morrison recorded in on uh, what was it called uh, Laurel Canyon? Yeah, you ever heard about this uh, 
it's a military intelligence studio and like it's also for production for films and TV is back in Laurel Canyon. Wow, I never heard of that. Yeah. I right. knew that they recorded quite a bit in their own studio right there on uh, Santa Monica and uh, La Cienega there, and he'd stay in that hotel. They had an office there, and, and then he'd drink at Barney's. That was like his triangle right there, that oh, shit man. hotel. You can still you can still get his room, motel, you know, the Jim Morrison motel. Well, there's some interesting stuff about Jim Morrison because he basically uh, was into the occult at a very early age, and he talks about this experience that kind of moved him, and it's right here. And my uh, mother and father and a grandmother and a grandfather were driving through the desert at dawn, and a truckload of Indian workers had either hit another car or just, I don't know what happened, but there were Indians scattered all over the highway, bleeding. So the car falls out and stops. That was the first time I tasted fear. I must have been about four. Like a child, it's like a flower. His head is just floating the breeze, man. The reaction I get now, thinking about it, looking back, is that the souls of the ghosts of those dead Indians, maybe one or two of them, were just running around, freaking out, and just leaped into my soul. So, dude, from a very young age, man. Well, they show that in the movie. Which they covered it in the movie, which is great, in that uh, Oliver Stone film, where he uh, he's looking at the bodies as they're driving by real slow, and one of them kind of turns into a wolf. You know, like wolf eyes on him. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the great thing about Jim is he knew how to work uh, mystique. That is. Uh, that's a big thing. That's a big thing, man, in, in comedy and rock and roll. If you're going to look at, um, you know, some of the biggest comics now, they've dropped off of uh, Twitter and Instagram and everything. It's hard for you and I because we need people to know where the fuck we're going and right. stuff, which sucks. But with rock and roll. Uh, you know, you go back to Zeppelin with Peter Grant. Peter Grant was their manager. He's one of the best managers of all time. And he was like, no, we don't play no Johnny Carson or Don Kirshner's rock show or the, you know, any talk shows. You want to see this band? You got to come fucking see him and pay, you know? And it was all mystique. And, and, and that's what Jim was a master of, you know? He was definitely a He's master very of very much. He's very much into the voodoo. He had a voodoo, his whole oh, Mr. Yeah. Mojo rising. Yeah, that was the turning around of his initials, you yes. know? And the whole Indian dancing and stuff up there and conjuring up uh, stuff, you know? And he's into and and even you know he's dating that black magic chick on the side 100 yeah he dude. fucked that chick for a while uh from off of a uh, side sport of pamela but he was uh he was the king of thou that without being the obvious where you know other bands of course are obvious satan worshipers uh you know and that's also all a scam you know what i mean i mean somebody uh asked me if kiss was a Satan band recently because remember people said it stood for Knights in Satan's Service, you oh. know, K-I-S-S, which is hilarious, you know. And well, you've also heard that stands for Keep It Simple, Stupid. Oh, well, fuck it, there you go, <laughs> All, you know. But, you know, Satan sells. That's, Satan sells. That's the bottom line. The voodoo sells. Yeah. All that sells. Like, with it, so he was very much into... Um, 
we have this quote right here. I I met the spirit of music, music and appearance of the devil on the Venice Canal running. I saw Satan moving beside me, a fle- fleshly shadow of my secret mind. So he's ve- definitely into the dark side of stuff. He he was very much into Alistair Crowley, which is a huge theme. Right. Uh, Alistair Crowley, he's uh, featured on... Uh, so have you, have you ever heard of this album, 13? I haven't heard of that a record. A lot of people haven't. It's a rare, it's the only compilation album that The Doors put out. That's crazy. I got all the records. I've never seen that one. Exactly. That's and that's, wild. that's what got me thinking about it and on the back of this album yeah is a very interesting photo where upon first glance it's just the the whole group sitting around a bunch of rocks and on the top of these rocks is a sculpture of a head and which is right here that yeah. head is the head of Alistair Crowley right and it's, so, it's interesting you know all that era of like Manson uh, what's going on in Laurel Canyon a lot of people it was pretty dark you yeah. know, but I think that was just kind of a pushback of uh, what was going on. The yeah. uh, Christian values. Absolutely. You know, clean just, shaven. Especially Jim's family. You know, his dad was a full-blown military guy and, and uh, anything he could do probably to get away from that. You know, Aleister Crowley, you know, that that whole thing with Jimmy Page. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. We got all that coming <clears> out. Yeah. So- uh, yeah, Jim was said that he admired Crowley, and he was someone who broken through the other side. Which is a huge theme you hear in yeah. all this shit. And in an interview, he once said, I'm interested in anything about revolt, disorder, chaos, especially activity that appears to have no meaning. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area, San Francisco, right up the street was the satanic ch- church there, the fucking... Anton LaVey? Yeah, Anton LaVey, and uh, that black house, you know, out in the avenue. What was that like? It's just like black house out there, you was know? Was it creepy? Ch- church of Satan. How old were you? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's still there. Google that, will you? It might still be there, man. It's like, uh, that was like a big thing, you know? The 70s were creepy all the way around, I think. If you look at all that stuff of, like, I was telling Sam, uh, of, you know, you got the weirdest serial killers at the time. You got the SLA going on. And then you have uh, Jim, there it is right there. Jim uh, Jim Jones, guy so in a great. this is what a satanic house. Yeah, that's, that's the satanic church, basically. Yeah, this is Anton Lavey's house, the yeah. Church of Satan. Yeah. I love how it's a garage, like you know, I you know, gotta yeah, yeah. park your car, yeah. like just yeah. go back to worship yeah. Satan yeah, 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 and park yeah. my car. It's a, it's interesting because I talk to people that worship Satan, you know, and it and it's like nothing like what you think it is. Yeah, it's we've had a, a couple shows on it. Yeah, it's really like uh, it, it's it's basically like an anti-believing God thing more than it is like there's devil and hell and fire and and, and sacrifices well, the, and all the that. The big thing it is that they talk about this, it's more about just like, uh, you know, we've had a couple episodes lately talking about the dark arts, uh, Satan, Lucifer. Uh, a lot of people think it's uh, it's Mother Nature. It's a connection with people around you. You're your own God. There's not this God up there. And it's really about love and connection. Exactly. And that there's this whole thing that throughout time there's been this kind of uh, smear campaign done on it yeah. because, you know, we know well, this is conspiracy theory podcast. That you know, there's also like these these uh, pharmaceutical companies are putting out uh, chemicals in these uh, drugs you're taking that block empathy. Yeah, and that you know, Lucifer is thought to be a female, and that's about empathy and connecting and showing love to your fellow, you know, 
a living being on Earth, and that the the demonization and all that stuff was done on purpose so that people don't try to connect with that shit. Absolutely, you know. I mean, you know, it just comes all down to uh, you know fear, fear campaigns of yeah. like we want you to be a Christian and uh, everything else is just wrong. Well, I, mean, I was talking everything. about this on stage the other day. It's like you guys know sin was just a bullshit thing, right? You know, like like there's some guy up in in the fu- in in space with an iPad, like Chris Hardwick giving points to people yeah. who fucking sin. Yeah. You had anal. You get a point. You get a point. And it's like your driver's license. You get too many points. Yeah. You gotta go down to hell. And then when you really look at it, the only thing that matters is if you produce more of them. Yeah. Like it's like when you take a step back and you look at it all, you're like, it was such a con job. Yeah, man. It's it, it, the whole thing is just crazy to me. It's just like, uh, you know. If it, 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 the bottom line is, it comes down to if you don't believe in what we believe in, uh, then you're just wrong. You got to be into Satan, or there's something wrong with you. you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. And they everything, and like you actually look at like what you know people who are into the well, this for you know this isn't even Satanism if you look at Alistair Crowley, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah. What do you believe in? Believed in Th- Th- Thamius? Well, he. He was a British occultist that he died in 47. So right. he was around the turn of the century. And he was in practice ceremonial magic. He was pansexual, which is fucking awesome. What's pansexual? It's like uh, he was the first Bowie, basically. Basically, you, you're Andy Dick. Oh, all right. So yeah, you're yeah, into yeah. anything. Oh, yeah, you just yeah, want to yeah, hit yeah. holes and right, suck dicks. Yeah, yeah nice. And yeah. he was rumored to be British intelligence spy. Another he, connection. Is that weird? Like Jim uh, Morrison had that dad thing. Yeah. You know what's so interesting is that Brian Callen's a very good friend of mine. His father was very high up in uh, British central intelligence. Wow. So interesting, right? BCI. <laughs> yeah, really high up in that shit. <laughs> and that's why you bring up conspiracies in, he shuts down very hard. Wow. It's just so interesting. Yeah, he founded a religion called Thelema. And uh, he identified himself as the prophet trusted with guiding humanity into the eon of Horus and claimed to have contacted a supernatural entity known as Iowas. And, uh, well, you know, there's some weird shit, you know. I think that, you know, some of the greatest music is surrounded by the darkest shit in life. All the greatest music. Same thing with comedy. Same thing. Like, normal people aren't funny. <clears throat> no, I mean, you know, the the most brutal uh, dark stuff is the greatest. And The Doors, if we're going to get into that, is just one of the greatest bands of all time. Right. You know, I mean, that that guy created the front man, the mystique of the front man, the dangerous front man, the outlaw front man. Drugs, sex, leather pants, yeah. uh, just fucking fuck you, fuck the police and everything, and took it all the way. Jail and everything. Ruined his career from that Miami show. Uh, he didn't even show his dick. Yeah. You know, at, at later on, total proof, didn't show his dick, ruined the career. You know, but, but willing to burn it to the ground for what he believed in. You know, too hard to do now. You can't even get something going, and then you get it going, you're going to burn it to the ground. Yeah, it's you know so I mean? hard, right? It's so hard, Because Well, there's also a million people doing it now. You well, know, it's like yeah. it's almost now more people going to entertainment than going to real jobs, it seems like. I know we're in Los Angeles, yeah. but it just seems like everybody's trying to have something. They have a Twitter. They, you have Instagram models. You ever watch them do, like, an Instagram Live? They have, like, I literally went to Metallica. Yeah. I live stream Sanitarium. To three people, yeah. okay? I go, where the fuck is everybody? I go, there's this black stripper 
eating a cob salad yeah. to three thousand people. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't get it. You know, and I keep. <laughs> I, I. I. I just keep fucking banging my head like. You know, once in a while, something fucking slips through. You know what I mean? And then and the people grab onto it, and you're like, how did that happen? You know what I mean? I, I talk about this all the time. How does somebody have one million followers and the other person has none as far as artists? You know what I mean? It, and that buildup is the biggest mystery. That's way well, bigger than Satanism, you know, like the mystery of it. Like, yeah. what, you know? Well, there is something. I mean, sometimes you know why somebody... And then you yeah. go on the show, you're like, okay, this person has 1.5 million people. I never heard of them. Yeah, me either, yeah, yeah. But then again, I go, I, you know, I live by the Hollywood Bowl, and I see bands sell out the Hollywood Bowl. I've never heard of them. Yeah, And yeah. you just see, like... Floods of people going, who are these people? Yeah. And this is a band that has a whole reality, a whole following, everything, and I've never even heard of them. Well, that's part of getting old or not caring about music. Like, people always tell, I do that bit about, you know, they say, there's no good music anymore, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, that's just because music to you only serves as a time machine back to when you were single with no bills and everything. It's just a happiness <laughs> chamber. It doesn't. It was never about the art for you. It was just like this is when we drank and drove and got chicks and no bills. You know what else I, that can be applied to? Saturday Night Live. They always say your oh, yeah. favorite cast is oh, yeah. when you were like in eighth or ninth grade. Well, I love that on that movie. What was that called, Aaron? That one about the uh, you know it was came out about a year ago. It's great. The one about the um, improv troupe and one guy gets on like the fake Saturday Night Live. Oh, no. Uh, oh, it's a great... Oh, uh, don't think twice. Yeah. Mike Birbiglia directed Yeah, it's it. great film. Great film. And they're watching the fake Saturday Night Live, and the guy goes, man, our era was so much better. And they go, really? Was it? Or were we just, you know, like young? You know yeah. what I mean? Each yeah. one, like my era. But my era is definitely the but best. But that really yeah. happened to some kid. That yeah. really happened to... Uh, Jada Keta Prada. Yeah, yeah. Her boyfriend had uh, a, he was in a like a, a digital oh, yeah. sketch troupe. And they grabbed them all but they him. They grabbed two of them. Yeah. Because there's three people in the band. They grabbed two of them and they left the third behind and they eventually hired the third guy, but then it didn't work out. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know. Lauren Michaels cold blooded. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't knock him though. Uh, you know, you know how bad this business is. You got to be evil behind doors to make yeah. it. Have a show on 40 fucking years or something. Yeah. You're not some saint behind the doors. You can't be, dude. Yeah. You got to make hard decisions. You got to make hard decisions, man. It's like fucking, you know, like it's like when you fire, fire the fat guy in the band. Yeah. He's like your best friend and you start getting heat and the A&R guy goes, look, man, the fat bass player's got to go. And, huh. and you go, but he came up with us. And they go, I don't give a fuck who the guy is. Yeah, we, need, we got a sexy dude from Oklahoma. He's moving into that spot. You want a record deal or not? Yeah, no more blooded. No, morals. no more. And and that's the roughest choice to put on you and your two friends. Like, fuck, do we give up everything and, and hang with our bro? But I always say, really look at the guy and ask if he really wanted to be there anyway. Because if you really wanted to be there, you... He wouldn't you, be fat and sloppy. You got to tone up. Yeah. yeah. You got to fucking... Got to shred it out. Guys that aren't that... Not even fat. Guys that aren't that good on bass they were, or, or on guitar or whatever. You would have got better if you Aaron's really wanted to... Aaron, why, why guys, are you angry? I'm right here. Oh! <laughs> this podcast blows up. I, I, I only work out. I, I swear to get a kick double you X. out of the band, dude! <laughs> You're play, gone, Play bass licks. Uh, so, Elster Crowley, we see him pop up all over the place. He's yep. actually... Which is so interesting.
interesting to find out he was a level 33 Freemason, right? In the Scottish Rite, which is the gnarly one. But what happens down the line is he he ends penniless. He dies penniless, right? That's you know how much you got to fuck up? Yeah. To yeah. be a Freemason, a level 33, which we thought was the highest level, according to one of our guests, there's a level 39 yeah. that nobody's ever heard of. Uh-huh. But to be a level 33 and end up broken yeah. and, and penniless? I mean, his whole thing was, uh, do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Yes, which you see pop up a lot. And one pe- one group it popped up with were the Beatles. Oh, yeah. They, the, they rocked on that, too. That that gets into the LSD era. You now, know look at I mean? this. Do you own this vinyl? Oh, it's, it's the Beatles I, I, yesterday and today. I've, I've seen this, yeah. For those that aren't watching and just listening. So it's just, you know, our it's friendly. The Beatles called yesterday and today. Yeah. yeah. It's so, hilarious when you look at that. Because, you know, that's Wasp in 1988. Yeah. You know, I fuck like a beast with the babies cut off. That's also, you get into Alice Cooper early on, Billion Dollar Baby. You know, all any kind of dead babies and blood, that's going to shock people, you know? But it's the Beatles, though. It's yeah. the Beatles. Yeah. And, like, and we also, don't even think about that. Like Sergeant Peppers. Yeah. You know how they've got everyone behind them? Yep. Alistair Crowley's one of the heads there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they, they even said they got into that dark era, you know. Look at Helter Skelter. What an amazing song that is, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But Charles Manson Charles loves Manson it, too. Charles picks that shit up, you know. The thing about it, what blows me. do you think they were when they spelled the name wrong? <laughs> when they yeah. did the Helter yeah, Skelter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, Helter, yeah, yeah. what the yeah. fuck? You well, spelled well, that moment. Well, that's the Manson's it. crew, you yeah. know. They can't spell. Why would they be following you're that hot, guy? You're hot, but you're illiterate. Yeah, yeah. So this is the. Uh, yellow submarine. It's uh, like a promotional video for those listening at home. Again, it's a picture of the Beatles, and uh, you know it's the, the lovable bastards during the Yellow Submarine era. And John and Paul are in the front, and they're doing very weird hand signals. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's the AOK symbol, which is Paul doing. Yeah. And it's what we would know nowadays is like the devil horns is what's John doing. Which which Gene Simmons recently tried to, uh, you know, patent that and uh, say that it was his. And well, Dio said that yeah. long time Dio ago. Dio said that also. Remember when Brady yeah. was doing it? Yeah, yeah, Dio yeah. was like, hey, you stole that from me. Yeah, exactly. So everybody's claimed it. I love that one. That's my favorite because I saw Tipper Gore actually say that right there. On the- Hold on, let's explain to the people listening yeah. at home. Uh, what Ryan's put up on our screen is yeah. uh, three uh, hands are up, kind of like a mannequin hands almost, and they each are doing the uh, kind of it's okay symbol. Yeah. And what the, what the thought is is uh, – and yeah. this is like a, to an early episode, you guys who listen all the time, our Kern episode. CERN. CERN episode where uh, their logo is the 666. Well, they say the OK, the okay uh, symbol that you do with your hand is 666. Right. Well, w- what Tipper Gore said, which was during that PMRC big battle back in the 80s to get labeled records, was she did it like this. And she said this was a six. Then that was a six, and then this was a six. You know what I mean? And 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 this all comes down to my recent merchandise. I made. Uh, I uh, saw that. I love merchandise. I love six 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 because it's hilarious to me that anyone thinks that means the devil. Of course, I guess it's in the Bible somewhere. I don't care about the Bible. Never have. But it's in there. Right. It, the number. It's like yeah. Maiden, The number will be six hundred and sixty six. You know, whatever. So. I put 666 on a shirt on a BMX number plate, and a guy emailed me, and uh, he said, I'm a big fan of yours. 
but I'm really disappointed in this shirt. <laughs> and I said, dude, if you're disappointed in this shirt, definitely stop following me now. Because <laughs> whatever you believe in, I'm totally cool with. But if you think that means anything, man, you're out of your mind. And, and, and I recently went to North Carolina with Burr, and I was like, oh, 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 these people still believe in God. Dude, it's a the, trip. Look at look at uh Josh Meyer's show on the Comedy Central. It's called the, the Comedy Jam. Yeah. He was called the Goddamn Comedy Jam. Right. And they did it for one season, I think, or they got they got a shit ton of complaints. Yeah. I mean, dude, you drive through parts of this country. It's unbelievable. There are statues. There's so much information out there, and they just choose not. Well, well, the really shocking part about it is, is like that anybody thinks that that numerology and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's just hilarious and fun. And, and I can't believe that it still works in heavy metal. A band could come out right now, uh, Ghost, recently, in the last five years. Ghost, you know, they're like, oh, God, that's a devil-worshipping band. And I said, that still works? <laughs> that fucking... Because that's just some guys in a room going, all right, so you're going to believe in Satan, and it sells records. And they go, that couldn't still work. And they go, it does. Can yeah. you believe it? And yeah. they laugh. North Carolina. <laughs> it's the oldest trick in the book. The band believes in the devil. The mom doesn't want you to have it, so the kid wants it because mom says it's wrong. If the mom just said, get that, they'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. It's like the Zappa kids. I said, how did you never do drugs in the 80s? It was everywhere. And they go, oh, our dad said, just do drugs if you want. I don't care. And they were like, oh, I don't want to do them. Yeah, that's Well, that's the whole thing with legalization of drugs. They say whenever whenever they legalize drugs, actual drugs going down, the more open sexually it is, the more people uh, don't really even care. Like, girl, like they say people are, like, having less sex in high school because it's pretty much open now. Yeah. People, like, it's like yeah, there was this whole saying by Kiss. They asked where the best groupies. They said Utah. And right. they go, why? Well, because they're so, they have so much bent-up energy, you know, that they, they want to get out and they want to get weird yeah. because they just— I'm getting my dad back right now. I want to get a little crazy, yeah, right? True. Yeah, It's like that woman, did you see her last week? She was going crazy over the— Teen Vogue, they were teaching you how to do anal in there yeah. properly. Had she lost her mind, you know? And then uh, somebody on Twitter, it was great, I can't remember who it was, was like, what, you think kids aren't having, te- you know, teen anal? Yeah. You know, fucking, what planet are you living in? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, kids, don't grab a magazine and go, I knew nothing about marijuana. Fucking, I read this mag, high times, and now I'm in. Yeah. You know, it's never that. It's fucking, I found out about everything in like when I was eight in a tree fort. Yeah, the guy's like, yeah, you know, there's dicks and pussies. You're like, what? Yeah. You know, and then there's this band called Kiss. You're like, with fire, I'm in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, now it's just like everything. The kids don't give a shit anymore because it's everywhere. But there are times where, like, bands say they're influenced. I don't think it's necessarily the devil. I think it's more about just Aleister Crowley's do as thy wilt, uh, his whole thing. Uh, we talked about earlier, Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page was a huge Aleister Crowley Big fan. time, real real stuff there. Bought Ooh. his mansion, moved in there. But yeah, bought the uh, Bullskin House. Right? Yep. Well, Do you know the background of the Bullskin House? I don't, but I know uh, I've seen many photos and it's incredible. So what's crazy is that before Aleister bought this house, 
it was the site of a church that burned down with the entire congregation inside of wow. it. Wow. It's got its graveyard there, and he's like, oh, fuck yeah, this is a perfect place to do yeah. magic. Yeah, yeah. So Jimmy Page ends up buying Alistair's house that he built there. Yeah, I love this house. And you know what? I don't give a fuck who lived in it before. It's right up there with the Amityville Horror House. I love that house. Yeah. I would move it. They go, oh, two people, a guy murdered his whole family, and it's like, good, I get a deal. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Discount, right? <laughs> you know? I mean, fucking so, sh- you know, let, let me tell you something right now. Every apartment, every apartment in Hollywood, someone has killed herself that didn't make it in this business. Every <laughs> one of them. There's not one. That, and they don't ever reveal it to you. Yeah. You're definitely even in maybe two, three guys if you're in a building from the 30s. <laughs> right? There's been a death in that from yeah, a 100%. guy didn't get a record deal or a movie. Boom. Yeah, yeah I dude, mean? this is like some weird Indian barrel ground shit. A whole, it's a weird story too. It was a church, yeah. and everybody in the church died, which wow. makes which, did somebody burn it down yeah, or something? Something had to happen. Yeah, did right? you guys read that? What happened? Like, and how were they all trapped in there? Did a guy lock the doors? Yeah, that sounds like straight up. I was telling Sam the more I look into this, I was like, if this was a plot line of a movie, I'd be yeah. like, this is shitty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah never yeah, said yeah. how it. How they died. It yeah. just said they all died in a fire. So then it could be a myth, you know what I mean? It's but yeah. like, hey. I mean, we're called Tinfoil Hat. We're basically disinformation agents. So oh, yeah. they love Crowley so much that they actually put... They engraved on Led Zeppelin 3 on the actual Yeah, I've been vinyl. trying to get this one, man. I keep looking. It's on the first pressing of that Led Zeppelin 3. And uh, Marin has this one. He's the one that hit me to this, actually. About two months ago, we were in... Uh, in Denver, and he goes, "Do you got the Satan one?" And I was like, "Satan one? What one?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's engraved on the inside. I've been looking for it for a while now." Yeah, right, right, right where like the label is, it says, "Do what thou wilt." Literally yep. engraved, all like cursive, looking pretty. And then there was the kind of outrage, so they pulled it. Right. Oh, of course. I mean, that stuff gives you press. They know what they're doing. They're going, "All right, here's what we're gonna do." The first, the first. First uh, ones are going to have this Satan stuff on the inside. Then they're going to make a complaint. They're going to pull it, and then we'll uh, we'll get all kinds of press from it, and then we'll sell the regular one. It's the oldest trick in the book. See, right here we have this quote from them where they're talking about how, like, uh, they really got— You know, this whole notion of Satanism isn't really what it is. It, it's this belief in the divine female and the worship of the male and the female and how they were pushing this really, really hard into their lyrics and stuff like that. The, the, there walks a lady we all know who shines white light and we want to show. And that was basically about the stairway to heaven, man. And it's right. just like the worship of the male and the female, which goes back to like like what really like Satanism was back in the day. Yeah. In a 2002 interview with Guitar World magazine, Jimmy Page said, if something really magical is coming through, then you follow it. We try to take advantage of everything that was being offered to us. I, I believe in that, too. I mean, you know, like, where do the ideas come from? When you're on stage and you're riffing or you're in the studio writing tunes, wherever they come from, something channels through you, and all of a sudden you've got fucking five of the most incredible records of all time. Who knows where that came from? That could be spirits and fucking ghosts and these humans, these certain... I always said that I felt like some people were put on this planet for a barometer of when the planet gets too shitty, they drop like a Kurt Cobain down. He's only going to be here a little while. He's going to show everybody, hey, we got to get the barometer back up of good shit. And then he's gone. All yeah. the guys, you know what I mean? I believe in that. I totally believe <clears throat> that. It's a barometer, and if people aren't paying attention, they go, you fucking assholes. Are you an atheist, though? No. I, 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 Are you spiritual? 
I don't, you know what? I, I don't really think I'm anything. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I know that the, the, it's science. We're fucking here. That's weird as shit. You know what I mean? But I, I don't understand. Um, and if you believe in something just to get you through the day, I'm, I'm more power for that. I love people that believe in something. But if you uh, believe in something and then look down upon other people that don't, then you're an asshole. You know, because you're going against your total religion. The first thing should be love and don't, I don't care what you do, just don't kill, rape, or fucking, you know, or steal from a person. No, you know I get I mean? that. Whatever, you know. I get that. Leave I the totally get alone. that. Were you born in California? Yeah. I have this theory that, I mean, if you look at the history of the world, California is the edge of all existence. Like, we went from Europe, we got out of Africa, went to Europe, we got the fuck out of Europe, and then we came, we never stopped, assholes stayed in, like, Boston. Sorry, Boston, I know you guys are <laughs> And then they kept on moving all the way to California, and then where you're from, San Francisco, I mean, the summer of love, like, we just lost all the bullshit along the way until you just got to the coast, and yeah. you're like, what the fuck? Like, just love everyone, don't fuck with little dogs or kids or, or innocents, and... Carry on. Recycle. That's it, man. It's just, uh, I was born in Yosemite. Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, to me, it's pretty magical, you know? And, and, and when I go back there now, it's like, I actually feel as weird as this is, I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is heaven right here. Cause the weirdness of when I go through the tunnel, there's a tunnel there and then you yeah. come out into the valley and there's Half Dome and El Capitan there. As soon as I come through there, it's weird. It's just like a zoom, like, whoa, you know, like that tunnel just blocks all the fucking evil of the world. And I'm like, oh, wow. And it's a it's a hard force to leave there. Like, cause I'm there and I'm like, I should just stay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I should just stay here. That's freaking awesome. It's pretty insane. So we get into David Bowie next. Speaking who, of pansexuals. Yeah, speaking of pansexuals. Love it. I love that. Uh, he was very much into Aleister Crowley as well. And mm -hmm. here's a song called... Uh, Quicksand off the album Hunky Dory. Yeah, here it is. I'm closer to the golden dawn Than must in Crowley's uniform Of imagery I'm living in a silent film, portraying Himmler's sacred realm. Himmler, that's interesting. Reality. I'm frightened by the total goal, drawing to the ragged hole, and I ain't got the power anymore. Yeah, dude. I love that early Bowie, man. I love him, that's dude. Just, oh, God. But that's good. You look at all the bells and whistles now they use, yeah. and that's just a dude yep. strumming a guitar, singing like a motherfucker. Yeah, man. That's some of the best stuff on the planet. You know what I mean? Now, Himmler's very interesting <laughs> because Himmler was Hitler's, like, mystic guy. Yeah, he was. Boy, that was Hitler's dude? Himmler was the occult. He was the head of the SS, and he was the main guy about the occult. And when you think of Indiana Jones and they show the Nazis trying to collect different like artifacts across the world, this is what Himmler was really trying to do. Now, there was something very interesting about <clears throat> David Bowie, you were telling me, that he got busted at one point. Yeah, you know about this? So Bowie, Bowie and um, Lemmy, who 
if you've been in L.A. long enough and went to the Rainbow Room, you got to drink with them. Love it. Yeah. Uh, they both collected Nazi memorabilia. Yeah, of course. His whole apartment was that. Lemmy's. Yeah. yeah. Crazy yeah. swords and, and outfits. He had the outfits. And, and uh, it's been broken down to me where these guys grew up in England. They went through the war and the aftermath or, you know, grew up afterwards. And this is their way of taking the power back from the Nazis. And in, like, I think the early 90s, late 80s, uh, Bowie was going through Berlin customs, and they were like, what the fuck's all this? And he just had a suitcase filled with Nazi memorabilia. Wow. And in Germany, that's like a no-no. You can get, like, some serious... There's like an anti anything Nazi movement. Well, Nazis were Nazis <laughs> were garbage. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. But I mean, man, <laughs> they were in some interesting shit. Now, I'm not condoning anything they did or saying they did was right, but if you take away the emotion of that stuff, you take a look at we've said this before, just like they were all into mysticism. They were all yeah. into like uh, in the, the dark arts. It's like really. That's the cool. drugs, man. They were like, like you know. They like, invented crystal meth. Exactly. So, That's why it's so awful. Yeah, they invented crystal meth, and I think what happens when you get into, uh, I don't know if you've ever stayed up long periods of time. I have like five to six, seven oh, that's days. That's long. I've never done that. Yeah, when you stay up a long time, sleep deprivation. You really, your mind goes to weird rabbit holes of like, wow, I wonder what that's all about. And you'll dive down fucking, I couldn't imagine being high now with YouTube and, and the internet. Back when I was staying up a long time, they didn't have that. It was just two, three guys talking in the living room, <laughs> grabbing a book and an album cover. Oh, yeah, look at this. I read this, you know. But could you imagine? Like, I mean, your brain just goes weird places and it's going to make you into weird shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, the reason the Nazis probably lost the war was that they were smoking meth trying to suck their own dicks in bunkers. <laughs> they fucking yeah. stop fighting each other. They're like, Franz, oh, we're getting man. shot at. Go, go, go. They're trying to blow each fucking other. Fucking just up too long, man. Yeah. Up too long. You're missing the wrong. What was that? <laughs> it's like a knife in your head. You just you die. Yeah, dude. Uh, weird focus. Yeah, um, Bowie was deep into the cult, and in the 70s particular, during the making of Station Station album, he feared that he'd invoked an evil demon, that witches were trying to steal his semen and to make a satanic love child. That'd be, that'd I never heard any of that about Bowie, and I'm a big Bowie guy. That's wild. That's like early Bowie, I guess, pre-Ziggy, you know, and, and all that. Because that's the interesting thing about Bowie, if you really think... Was that just one of his other characters? You know what I mean? Was this whole thing just a thing also? You know, like, well, first I'll be a saint worshiper, and, oh, I didn't get famous, you know, or, or not famous, but, uh, you know, that's my art, and now I'm going to be Ziggy, and now I'm the thin white duke, and now, was it just a thing, you know what I mean? Or, yeah, I break down Bowie almost by his drug usage through yeah. the years. It was like acid when he was Ziggy. And then it moved on to when he was all fucking coked out. And yeah. Then he eventually became all junked out. And he was just like, his music reflected it. And yeah, at the yeah. end, like, I mean, say what you will about the guy. I fucking love him. But oh, yeah, I love that him. last album, those last videos, is that weird. That great. It's so crazy. It's like he literally knew. He's like, yep, I'm about to exit this dimension. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he knew, you know, like a year out. Like, I was reading this stuff about, like, the, he would go to this deli in New York every day, like in the neighborhood. And he was just like, they were like, whoa, this guy's dying. But they never said anything. Like a year back, you know what I mean? They're like, whoa. <laughs> you know, like no one saw him. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't out. 
So, uh, I mean, we obviously, Ozzy Osbourne was big into yeah. uh, this, and we'll hear the this reverse quick. lyrics. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, I like, I don't want to do too much of this song, because we have a short amount of time. Yeah, but obviously, Mr. Crowley, let's not even run it. You Dude, it. you know, Mr. No Crowley, weird that. And Everybody that, you knows know, that. And, and Iron Maiden had, you know, a bunch of uh, Alistair Crowley stuff in there. What were they, would they have? Well, yeah, actually. Well, the greatest record ever, Number of the Beast. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's and that's all the reference Satan. to him, totally. Yeah. Yeah, um. Who's the lead singer of uh, God, Bruce yeah. Dickinson? Bruce Dickinson actually made a documentary on uh, Alistair Crowley. Oh, he did? Yeah, it's a pretty cool one. Well, I never saw that because it's interesting because Bruce didn't write any of the lyrics. Steve Harris did the bass player. Really? Uh, yeah, so uh, that's interesting if you have one guy in your band that's into Satan and he's like, here's the lyrics. And you're like, well, dude, I'm not really into that. It's like, well, that's uh, yeah. well, the same thing with Slayer, you know. Uh, you know, the guitar player wrote all the stuff, yeah. and, and he'd be like, here you go, Tom. And, and Tom is supposedly like a Christian. You yeah, know, he living, has a folk album. Yeah, right. He's living out in Texas and stuff, you know, as a Christian. <laughs> but meanwhile, your guitar player is like, I mean, <laughs> the, yeah, 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 fucking die by the sword. You're going to go uh, August 5th? No, I've, I've come up with a thing. I got you a job on that. Oh, I heard it here. I've uh, I've seen Slayer uh, probably thirty times. My new thing is now I don't go see bands I've seen a million times anymore. Right I'm on. just I the even Metallica. Uh, after the last time I saw Metallica a couple weeks ago, I opened for them out there at Rock in the Range. I was like, I'm good, uh, unless it's, unless it's a club, you know yeah. what I mean. But uh, and and it's no knock. I love these guys, but. As I sit there at the show, show 39, Metallica, show 55 or something, I'm like, fuck, I could be on stage doing comedy right now. And that's all I think about while I'm there, and it ruins it for me. No, I get it, I'm like, I saw these guys every fucking record, every era, and it's never going to peak my fucking blood level up to that again. So true. So I I want a really quick, like... uh, Aaron found an actual recording of Elster Crowley, which is crazy because the guy was around. No, I mean Ryan. Sorry, uh, Ryan. Sorry. All white guys look the same to Sam. So, so yeah. here's a little of him and like here's talking. his creepy voice. Rick, oh, first the tablet of spirit in the system Doctor D in the Fredwood Kelly. C Equinox, Volume One, Number Seven, and Number Eight. Hold on, what is, hold on, stop. What sounds is he like saying reverse, right there? Sounds like reverse talking, right? What is he right? saying right there? Sounds Dude, like reverse talking. That. Where you got Aaron's grandma here staring at Ari's asshole? I'll need to have some demons in here. Yeah, yeah all of a sudden we get a fucking chant, uh, some kind of weird voodoo chant on us, Satan chant, and I crash on the way home. But uh, uh, so an interesting thing is that within, you always heard like, you know, like our past episode, we talked about how um, Jay-Z and all these hip-hop guys are into this uh, devil worshiping and stuff like that. And you see them doing all this interesting stuff. Yeah, the and, okay stuff. And that's supposed to be back to the Illuminati, yeah, which is so interesting. because, And they confuse it because this is a very much an Elster Crowley thing, but he wasn't. The, the, there's two different eyes. There's the eye of Providence, which is on the back of the dollar bill. Right. And what people mistake that for is the eye of Horus, which yeah, is and the two Egyptian different eyes. Right. Two different eyes for the Illuminati logo yes. you're talking about. Right. The eye of Providence is the Illuminati, right? Correct. The eye of Horus. Horus is dollar bill no 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 it it's it would be the occult symbol and that's why 
a lot of Crowley's uh, teachings and books and writings all like beckon back to Egyptian times because Horus was the son of Osiris and Isis, and Osiris was the under the god of the underworld. Isis was the divine god of the earth spirit. So you see uh, a lot of those on the pyramids, you know, sketched into the pyramids, totally. those triangles with the eyes and the snakes and the one hundred percent. Now this is the interesting thing. <clears throat> so uh, you, oh, yeah, that was great. When I was researching this, I found something really interesting. So Naomi Campbell, uh, Naomi Campbell, yeah. she bought this island out in Turkey. How right. about buying an island? Yeah, so oh, they're pretty cheap actually. I recently researched it. They're cheap. What? Yeah, you think they're a lot of money? They're cheap, and people just eventually give them up. They're like, ah, this isn't cool. Really? Oh yeah, I was looking at. You can get them for like a hundred grand, some islands, you know. What? Yeah, there's a shitload of them, and everybody thinks he owns his own island. They act like it's crazy, and it's like nobody wants that at all. And then you got to build all kinds of shit on it. But look at that. So she built an eco friendly house on That's it. That's sick. Right? That's the side view. This is the aerial view. Look at oh, that, dude. Oh, yeah, the Prince logo. No, the Prince logo. <laughs> yeah. That's the eye. I oh. know what it is. I'm just saying. <laughs> For those listening, uh, yeah. her house is constructed like a like a glass dome. That's sick. And then the aerial view, it's the center of the pupil of the eye of Horus. And it's a really, I mean, it's a good reason to come check it out on YouTube and leave nothing but positive. Go to YouTube.com awesome. backslash Sam Triple. I, ac I actually love that because Isn't it's like, cool? uh, you know, so, it, it, she went all out to get people to talk about her. So <laughs> it, when I went down this well of weirdness. This is the crazy thing. We got yeah. two things we're going to end on, okay. dude, that are crazy. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but I kind of hope it uh, is. Mm -hmm. There's a woman named Pauline Pierce. Pauline Pierce. Remember she that. She was a mother. Uh, she had a husband who was a uh, publishing executive, a, a CEO. And she had two daughters or two children. And in 1924, she went to Paris, France. And she partied with friends of Aleister Crowley. And in 1925, she had a daughter. What year did she go to France? She went in 1924 in, I believe, September, and in June of 1925, she had a daughter named Barbara Pierce. Oh, she fucked Crowley, huh? So Barbara Pierce Bar oh, shit. is Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush, wow. So that means that our president is yeah. the grandson of Aleister Crowley. Dude, that, how crazy is that? I love that stuff. That's the kind of stuff that's great. You're <laughs> like, what? And so we, yeah. have a, we have a photo up on the website yeah. right now. I mean, it's all in the eyes. Yeah, and yeah, like oh, the yeah. weird... Yeah. Not just in the eyes, it's well, in the face. Well, it looks Look like that. the same person. Same person. It yeah. looks like one's in drag. Yeah. And then yeah. here it is, a cross-section. Wow. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, so, there she is. Mrs. Crowley! <laughs> gang, gang, gang. <laughs> I just started seeing the two as she walked by. Yeah. You, know, it's a, you know, it's amazing, and it comes down to, uh, as we talk about... Um, cults and we talk about uh, conspiracy theories and everything one thing that blows my mind about conspiracies more than anything more than anything and it comes down to that bill hicks joke when i walked into the uh the library uh and looked out the window and i was like there's no fucking way he shot kennedy you know what I mean? When you go there in Dallas. Yeah. When you go there, you go, there's well, no fucking way. We did an episode on that right. thing. So, but my point is, every, every conspiracy, everyone 
you go, whoa, that's some weird shit, and no one cares. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Moving you go, right along. No one fucking cares. You go, wait a minute, they killed the president. No one cares. Yeah. Because there's all these people who go, nah, they didn't. And it's like, nah, they pretty much did. Somebody did. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All conspiracies, no one cares. It comes out of that, like, the health of it. I just watched the documentary on the food, you know, and they're like, well, you know, everybody uh, died from cancer from this. Yeah, but I just eat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like fuck. What, okay. Yeah. So I don't want to get too weird on you, but you know, there's recently been a, pra- a passing of Chat yeah, uh, Chester Pennington, Bennington, Bennington, and he was good friends with Chris Cornell. Right. Now, recently, this guy Chris Keen claims to be best friends with all of them, and he says that they are they were murdered. Oh, now yeah. we had talked. Yeah. We had talked. Um, we had talked about it when it happened. We were all yep. talking about the county club. And I want to get into the Chris Cornell thing because then get into the Chester thing. Totally. But this is the Chris Cornell police uh, call. Right. Real quick. So yep. let's get into this real quick. This is the original call. Thank you for Alpha 142 receiving. How do you copy? Loud and clear, Come on scene with a 53-year-old male. 53-year-old male. Paulson is unhappy on arrival of crew. Unknown downtime, found by roommate in a hotel at MGM. Um, the patient did have a uh, exercise uh, rubber band around his neck. Um, suggestions of uh, possible strangulation, uh, trauma to the back of the head. I knew about that, trauma to the back of the head. Now, what they don't hear, and this what goes on, is that he had nine broken ribs. Whoa. Nine broken ribs. Is that from falling off the uh, thing? What do you think it is, dude? Well, here's here's what you get into. Because they said uh, about the head trauma, and then when they watched the footage from the show early on, you could see head trauma. He had something going on in the back of his head. That's what they said. You know what I mean? When I look at that whole thing, and this is just me, I felt like he was into rubbing one out, Choking himself. Yeah, uh, auto rock asphyxiation. <clears throat> yeah, who's not? Uh, yeah, I feel that he was carrying that kid around like a junkie carries noodles around. You don't just have that stuff, you know what I mean? And, and you carry it around. It's like your your gig. What? Uh, uh, you know the the rubber band, the the band, and the 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 mountain climbing rig. It's like a, a thing, you know. To me, it felt like that was his thing. And and fucking, you know, he fucked up. And I think maybe earlier in that day he was doing that and fell and hit his head. You know what I mean? It's possible. Now, this guy, he has this website called The Metal Den, right? Right. And he puts this thing together that, here's, just hear me out on this. And they they always put this out. Yeah. Hillary did this. Hillary did this. Of course. But supposedly, supposedly Chris Cornell had a foundation with his wife. Right. That dealt with abusive children. The helping abusive kids, and that they uh, had been working in Haiti with uh, Hillary Clinton, and that he had found out that she was in connection with some weird shit. Right. That one of the ladies that she was working with, real quick, uh, got busted. Drug okay, money. here's the name: Laura Silsby. Right. Yep. Got busted um, trying to smuggle kids out of Haiti, and that. 
uh, he kind of got freaked out by that and was like, hold on, we're trying to help kids. You're kidnapping kids and selling them into sex trafficking, okay? And a big part of this is a guy named uh, uh, Podesta, John Podesta. Now, I don't know if you know this about Chester, but he had a history of, yep, yep. of uh, s- sexual molestation. Yep. Which, and there's some weird shit about that because he lived with his father. His mother cheated on him, and uh, they got divorced, and his dad got Chester in the divorce. And uh, his father was involved in, uh, I forget what city it was. I think it was, it was state of Arizona. I don't know what city it was. But he was in charge with uh, child trafficking and sex crimes working for the police and covering that stuff. Yet, his son was being molested for seven years right under his own nose, which is a very weird thing. Right. A very weird thing. So, John Podesta has become like the boogeyman of of, uh, child molestation. Now, if you saw on Netflix, they had the whole thing now with the keeper. Did you see the keeper? It's about, uh, I think it was Boston or Baltimore? Baltimore, uh, this one uh, priest would like running like crazy sex scams wow. in this all girls school. Like would take these girls and give them out to these guys around. Some of them were cops and all that stuff. But within that, there was a talk that this guy John Podesta shows up. because uh, there was a guy that killed somebody named Skippy. Now that was John Podesta's nickname is Skippy. Right. Right. So here's this weird thing. Let me find this real quick. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Here it is. Nope, that's not it. Basically, there's this whole thing that... Uh, where is this motherfucking thing, dude? John Podesta... Fuck, I can't find it, dude. But basically, Chester yeah. looks exactly like John Podesta. Like, not, Chester Pennington... Bennington. Bennington and... John Podesta. Here we go. There it is. Let's see this. Looks exactly like him. Oh, wow. Look at this, man, right here. I mean, looks exactly like him, dude. I mean, like, it's... It's crazy. They're side by side there. Yeah, yeah. You know? So what are you saying? It's his son? They're trying to say because they never said who his real dad... They showed his real dad doesn't look like him. Oh, wow. Wow. But, and he never mentioned who is the guy who molested him. People get into this stuff, man. Like, how do you even think about it? You know, the one that blew me away the most was the day after the Boston Marathon bombing. Did you see those? It's just basically this guy was like, oh, the government did this. And, he, and they had all this footage. And you're going like, how the fuck in 10 hours does this guy already have all this of like the, they're showing the marathon and then they move these bloody people in? You know what I mean? Like, oh, and it was all fake, the guy was saying. Did you guys see that oh, shit? Oh, yeah, dude. And this the guy's 10 hours black. later. The guy's in all black? Yeah, with all the black. Hats yeah, on. what the fuck is that? Like 10 hours later, they're dude. saying the Boston bombing was fake, you know? I watched. But this, uh, the same thing with this. Like, who the fuck, who even thinks about there that? There are like, weird things, though. There are I weird know. I'm not saying it's real. I'm just saying I know. a lot of stuff happens. You're like, well, this is connection to this, this is connection to this, this is connection to this. Yeah. It's kind of fucking creepy, dude. So I don't know what's going on. He looks so what like, you're saying is Cornell found out they were smuggling kids and then they had them killed is what that guy was saying. This this is what they're saying. That, right. And, like, we're going to do one on 
uh, Hillary Clinton's body count. Right. Because, like, listen, man, I, because I, I'm in recovery. Yeah. There was a time in my life over a three or four year span where like 14 people I knew passed away right. from either drugs, alcohol, heart condition, cancer. Well, if you read Behold a Pale Horse, you know, the yeah. guy, he's the last guy in the yeah. uh, Kennedy assassination. I mean, he gives you the whole rundown of like the driver shot Kennedy and then, uh, you know, I'm the only guy alive. He got he got killed two years ago yeah. over tax invasion. Well, they, what happened they, finally they sent him in and they ambushed him. Yeah. What's his name, Bill? William Cooper. William, William Cooper. Cooper. Now, have you read that book? Yeah. I got that book. It's amazing where he says like there was no, you know, like people smoke cigarettes till they're 150 and they're like, we got to wipe people out. So they drop nuclear waste, like dust over the tobacco fields. And all of a sudden <laughs> lung cancer happened, you know, and all that whole book, <laughs> all those things, when you're reading them at the end of the day, no one seems to care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but one thing he predicted in that book yeah. that came true yeah. was school shootings. Oh yeah. He goes, There's going to be school shootings yeah. where they're going to try to take away your, your guns. Your, your guns. Yeah, and we see it happen 100% left and right. Well, that was what the whole guy said about the Boston bombing shit. He goes, this is just a scare factor, you know what I mean, to uh, take away. It's interesting stuff, dude. It is, man. It is. And you know what? I love people that can sit around and talk about it without going fucking ballistic. Because, man, that's the problem with most conspiracy theory guys. Yeah. They're, they're looked at in a loony form. Yeah, we're so, lovable loonies. That's what we call yeah, ourselves. So lovable loonies. So they just cast it off. You know what I mean? Uh, and also, the other side is hot-headed. You're fucking crazy. So there's never any sit-down conversation of like, <laughs> well, what about this? I, yeah, mean, I think like, there's people... That are so afraid that might be true yeah. that they don't want to hear it. Yeah, they'd rather believe the narrative. That well, that's being... the thing about Kennedy assassination. If they just said, "Oh, well, the government killed him," it would buckle the entire country. You know, yeah. it, it, it comes down to the fake space landing. You know, where they said that the uh, what's his name, the director did the, the movie. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it's all those that we've heard a million times, and I'm sure there's some truth to a lot of them. That Boston bombing one blew me away though, because it. It was like only 10 hours later. I'm like, how could they have, they, they couldn't make that it is footage. interesting about that bombing, and I'm not trying to make light of anything, or anybody who died, or if you had know somebody who was there, or anything like that. It's just like two people passed away. So far there's been two huge Hollywood movies about it. Like two yeah. people passed away. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh my God, it's the craziest thing. It's it, it, it's just really interesting yeah. shit going on. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, on. yeah. It's a you know it's like up there with 9/11. I don't do in, any 9/11 jokes. I never will. It's just a thing to me that is uh, like one of the most brutal things I've ever seen in my life. And I'm 51. I'm just like wow. I don't fuck around with that. That was to me. There's nothing more brutal to me than that. It's just and to bring this all around. Do you remember what album? Because 9/11 was on a Tuesday, and that's yeah, the album Slayer. Was God hates us all. Yep, God hates us all. Came out that day. Never yeah. forgot it. That, Never they forgot had to be it. like, oh, oh my God, they're like, oh, we're fucked. Bad here. timing. A lot of stuff. Dean yeah. Del Rey, thank you for coming on. Dean, where they can they find all your stuff? Uh, Twitter, uh, Dean Del Rey, and Instagram and website DeanDelRay.com. Guys, Del Rey is R A Y. Go to all comedy t-shirts. Dot com. Dot com. We have, where's, you're supposed to wear your shirt. We have these shirts now available. Okay. You can get these shirts. And uh, this is awesome, guys. 
fucking cool. Yeah, I knew you Dude, liked those. Well, we'd love to have you on. You were an awesome guest. So uh, we have these T-shirts available. Now you see them, too. This new T-shirt is available. It's my Heisenberg shirt. It mm -hmm. says Sam Tripoli. And on the bottom, it says, I'm the one that rocks. Yeah. And uh, those are available on all comedy T-shirts. Support us. And we're about to drop the new Stevie Weeby shirts. Uh, those will be available starting next week. We're going to push hard on those, and we'll get those going. Dean, thanks again for coming oh, thanks on. Thanks for having me, man. Guys, uh, I know we've done Finally a, a podcast for that, like, you know. So, uh, yeah, you did this for that. The, you know, the same nine questions. I'm like, Oh, yeah, we that, like it that's weird. my new thing. I screen it now. I go, well, what do you want to talk about? And they go, well, I want to talk about you uh, played music and then did comedy. <laughs> I go, uh, well, you can check Rogan, Marin, Pete Holmes and uh, Bill Burr's podcast for that. Uh, pretty much did that, yeah. you know, covered totally. that on the biggest, you know. Yeah. Come up with something original. Yeah, you know? I, I'm glad you like it. We'd love to have you. I didn't know you were kind of into conspiracies. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it because it, uh, to me, it really feels like people are alive. If they believe in stuff like that, you're alive and you're not just a, a robot in a shell just sitting in your house uh, waiting to die. Uh, people think I'm crazy, but I just go, hey, dude, it's like, and we're wrapping up here, uh, uh, Aaron. Oh, yeah, and we got to get final thoughts from Aaron. But uh, people think I'm crazy, but it's like, when I argue conspiracy people, not that I'm a brain surgeon at all, yeah. but it's literally like arguing a brain surgeon arguing brain surgery with someone who's never studied brain surgery. Yeah, it's like it's like arguing six plus two equals eight, and they refuse to see two. Yeah, they have no clue what it is. They just have an emotional reaction to it, and no matter what you present to them, like DJ Crash is a good friend of mine. He is so onto this Russian Trump thing, and I'm just like this, this fact, this fact. He doesn't care. Yeah. He just wants to be right. Yeah. He just wants to be right. Well, that's the problem with America. You know what I mean? It's like everyone wants to be right. And, yeah. and it's come Instead down, of do right. It's come down to presidents. It's like football teams. Instead of like, what's good for our damn country? Yeah. You know, and that's why I'm so angry right now because I'm from Yosemite. And it's like, wait, we're going to just drill for oil and shit in, in national parks? We're going to be, you can hunt eagles and stuff. It's like... What are you, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, it just shouldn't be against deal. you, you fucking white trasher against this guy. It should be like, hey, the planet, yeah. the planet this is all we got. The fucking planet. Yeah. Planet. Th and it's time for the dream donut truck. Yeah. Dream donut trucks. Go to dream donut truck. Try that. Find them on Twitter. They're LA's premier donut truck. And they're a big sponsor of the show. And they were, they welcome everyone's favorite segment. Final thoughts. Aaron. Thoughts. I found it hilarious. You brought this back to Hillary somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to a pantsuit. <laughs> yeah. And I like the idea that all these false flags have caused guns to be taken away. I don't see any guns. No, no, no. That's not what I said. I know. I know. But that's what, that's what they said. That's, yeah. They always call for gun. Yeah, never happens. You know? Yeah. Come on, never Aaron. Never but, happens. Dude, I'm... <laughs> I'm 51 and a total crazy outlaw, and I've never owned a gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I've, I've never like I've never owned a gun. Yeah. You gone uh, shooting uh, lately? I love shooting. Okay. I love going to places like shooting those Desert Eagles, man. And fucking, you ever watch Desert Eagle uh, videos on YouTube? Oh, they crack themselves in the Oh, photo. I love that shit, man. Yeah, I'm going to get a hold of this chemical called Tannerite, and you put it inside a refrigerator when you shoot it with a high-power rifle. Uh -huh. It explodes, so uh -huh. maybe you can come out with us. I love shooting. Over here at the Burbank yeah, Ranch. Yeah, let's do it, dude. Oh, fucking great. Let's go shoot some guns. Goddamn, oh, ammo's a fortune, though, man. 
I love it though, dude. Oh, Gene, I, oh. thank you so yeah. much for coming on. This thank has you. been Tinfoil Hat. Dude, we got some great shows coming up. We got movie conspiracies. We have sports conspiracies. I'll check my podcast too. Let there be talk Let on all the comedy. It's great. Yeah. I, you should have Dana on there. I keep telling you. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, and then we got at the end of the month, we're going to talk is the moon a satellite? So, guys, tune in. Uh, we will talk to you guys soon. This has been Tinfoil Hat.